Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. of a joke how many best day efforts can we have and there were so many really genuine comments saying this was the best day ever so that just really felt affirming for our choices of prioritizing having a finishing day during each creative journey welcome to scrapbook your way the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today i'm your host jennifer wilson owner of simple scrapper and author of the new rules of scrapbooking this is episode 159 In this episode, I'm joined by Kim Edson to reflect on the past month and explore what's new for March. This is our monthly peek behind the scenes at Simple Scrapper. Hey, Kim, how's it going? It's going. We're kind of in like the winter doldrums here where, um, you know, it's just kind of overcast and dreary, but I am reading a book called The Power of Fun. I'm almost finished with it by author Catherine Price, and she talks a lot about how this kind of goes along with a refresh retreat last month, where it was all about like being playful. And so it's kind of this Mm -hmm. idea of introducing more fun into your life and kind of identifying what is fun for you. And so I have been making the effort to kind of plan some of these things. Like this weekend, um, there's a new shop locally that is called Pots and Shots. So it is a plant store that is also like a cocktail lounge, which sounds (laughs) like all sorts of fun to me. So my husband and I were talking about going and then it seems in the, you know, it's the evenings and we're tired and it's cold and then we don't go. So I created accountability for us and we are going with another couple. And so, I mean, clearly we're picking them up. So we are going this time. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, you know, like at some point you got to make your own fun. So I am doing my best to do so. We've done some puzzles and just kind of like puttering around. Like I said, we're in the depths of winter here. Not a lot of snow, but cold and windy, which honestly, I think is worse. (laughs) It is. We are about to get an ice storm that might be snow, might be more ice. Um, they have, we're doing early dismissal from school. And oh, wow. And have no idea what's happening tomorrow. So, but yeah, it's super like dreary and gross. And I just want to like stay inside with my space heater and stay warm. Yeah, I keep thinking like right in one month, it'll be March 17th. In two months, it'll be like pretty soon. Before we know it, everything will be green and in bloom. And uh, so just... I think it comes back to that whole hygge thing too, right? Like you said, you've got your inside with your space heater, like find ways to enjoy this time, like light a candle, get a blanket, cozy up on the couch. So that's my plan. How about you? What's going on other than impending ice storm? Yeah. Well, and I have, on that note, I actually just placed an old Navy order because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to wear like 
real pants again soon. <laughs> like this pandemic looks like we might be going out a little bit more and it's going to be spring. And so let's like have some some real pants to supplement <laughs> the active wear that I've been wearing for the past two years. <laughs> nice, nice. And then also my friend recommended this thing called the London Writer's Salon. And it sounds like super fancy, but it's this free daily Zoom accountability for people who want to work on writing anything at all. And I've attended one so far and it was so delightful and inspiring. Um, I was able to, and there were hundreds and hundreds of people there. And, you know, most of them didn't have their cameras on, but at least like the first page or two of people did. And it was just so, um, there's so much just silent camaraderie and seeing everyone sitting there working and like, oh my gosh, these people look so smart and, um, you know, they look successful. It just felt like I was in good company. Um, Interesting. So is this like co-working? It really is. And so they have like a very tiny brief introduction. The chat box is because there's so many people, the chat box is like zooming by. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one hour of accountability and that, you know, they also have a paid membership and everything on top of that, but they do this every single weekday and they have four times a day to like meet time zones around the country around the world, really. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's super cool. I just, I add it to my schedule a couple times a week. Uh, as I said, I've only, I've only attended one so far, but I realized that so much of what I do involves writing, but I don't always like mark out the time to really give it focused effort. I'm just kind of doing it when I get to that task and I don't always like feel in the zone. I'm not priming the environment. I'm not like prepping to know, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm literally going to like focus on this writing piece right now, whether it's social media content, emails, blog posts, things like that. So I'm just excited to have another, you know, accountability piece in my week. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. I've not, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I hadn't either. So it's, it's super cool. And you're right. It does sound very posh, like, because it's (laughs) the writer's salon. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and the hosts are all British. And so, you know, you get the little fun accent there too. And um, yeah, it's cool. Cool. Fun. So yeah. What's exciting you right now inside of scrapbooking? I ordered my 2021 December daily yesterday and it has already been shipped. It is en route to me. Um, I ordered through MPix. They had some sales going on with like free shipping. So I did a quick proofreading of that and made a, just, you know, added a period and fixed up apostrophe. And so it's, it's nice. Like once you create it and then you're kind of away from it for a while and then to come back and see it. And so I'm really excited to see that in person, in my hands, man. Yeah. Now, just based on your experience so far, obviously you don't have it in your hands, but Mm -hmm. would you use the same approach again for December? Yes, I would. So I ended up doing a Kathy Zilski. Well, she does like the 30 days of thankful. She had several different templates available and now she's closed up that side of her shop. So I don't know if they'll ever be available again, but that's what I ended up using. So basically I just had a repeated prompt. It was a photo and then it's today I'm thankful for. And then I wrote something that I was thankful for. So litter and then pattern paper. So it was a photo, some pattern paper bits, the prompt for writing. And then she had incorporated different day 
like word art type things that mm-hmm. were just was consistent throughout the whole album. So I actually started it well, I think like even like right at like Christmas time, but I had already, you know, I'd been taking photos and notes and kind of had an idea of what I wanted to document. But, um, but yes, I haven't seen it yet, but I really enjoyed the process. And I felt like that was a nice lens to use in approaching it. Cause I've done so many December dailies mm-hmm. um, that it was just kind of a nice, a different take on it. And yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. And honestly, I don't want to like say easy, but it came together very well because I was just basically repeating this formula. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a lot of like mental effort to focus on design or anything. It was like words and photos and then pattern paper is like my my first love when it comes to scrapbooking supplies. Like I just love pattern paper. So it was fun to play with that. Yes. No, I like this year for my photo book, for my annual book, I'm trying to use like a repeating design for each month. Um, and so right now I think I have 10 pages per month. So that's, you know, that's only about half the book and you know, there might be some variation within that, but I'm trying to like at least have this foundation. So I know, um, you know, what kind of photos I need to be taking, um, what type of stories that I need to be thinking about. So I have kind of a rough photo story plan for each month. And then, you know, everything else just can fit in in between. So I'm really excited about that too. Yeah. I would say one thing I would have done differently if I started earlier in the process is the photo spots and the templates were better suited toward horizontal images mm. and I had a lot of vertical images and I made them work, but yeah, um, that would have been a good insight to have had earlier in the month. But like I said, it all worked out and I'm excited to see the finished product. So, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. My finished book from last year arrived just recently Ooh. and it was, you know, so it's 240 pages. It's over an inch thick. It's amazing. And, and honestly, when I got it, I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to actually do real scrapbooking again. And I will, (laughs) but I'm just, it was just such one of the most gratifying projects that I've ever done to just see a year's worth of work printed in this giant book. And yeah, it almost was like, is this, is this too big? Like, you know, it's, it's quite hefty, (laughs) but I just, I appreciate it so much. I remember long time ago, probably a decade ago, when Elise Kripe had done a really chunky hardcover photo book. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want like a big chunky photo book. And that's been my dream ever since. And I finally have, you know, my own chunky one. What size did you order your book at? It is eight by 10. Okay. I love the size. It's good. It's not too small, but also not too big. You know, I thought about, should I go up to 12 by 12, but it's just almost a little unwieldy. And even though, you know, 12 by 12 exact is not really that big. Mm-hmm. Um, I just well, feel like this the is thing. a nice, happy medium. Yeah. Because when you're doing 12 by 12 with the like the three ring binders, there's a lot of real estate there that is not actually your. Yeah. That's more layoff. like 15 yeah. by 17. <laughs> yeah. They're big. Um, okay. So I have a couple questions about this process. Did yeah. you upload as you went? Cause that's one thing that I found when I ordered my 2020 book was that I was getting, like, I tried to lay it all out kind of storyboard style. And then I would forget like, Oh, this was a double and I didn't account for that and whatever. So one thing I was doing at the end of last year to, after I went through that experience was 
kind of trying to upload to my developer as I went. And then I could always rearrange there, but that, and then also having better naming conventions, like as I do those monthly favorites, I would mm-hmm. try to maybe I have an idea of like, okay, I'm going to slot this towards like the front of my book. So, and then, so depending on like, if it was a specific month, a story I went with, I would like title it like, Oh one, blah, blah, blah. Or Oh three, if it's March. And then if there are ones that couldn't, could really fit anywhere, then I would maybe tag those as like, you know, 13 and then I could just fit them wherever. So did you upload as you go or how did that process go? Cause I found that to be kind of frustrating on my end when I went yes, to actually do it. Did none of that, and that's okay. Like there were there were no files involved um, mm-hmm. because I did everything oh, you did in Lightroom. Lightroom. That's right. I, I was able to see the book as is, like adjust it every single page, move things around, um, and just you know see it as it's going to look, you know, page by page. Uh, and then at the very end, I press a button, <laughs> and it yeah. sends it to Blurb, and it. it it's in my blurb account. Yeah. And then I just waited until there was a coupon code and I had to wait about oh, a little more than a week. And then I ordered it and that was it. So I forgot about the Lightroom part. And yeah. also since yours is almost like a, your version kind of a project life. So that's maybe different than what I'd have these like random one-off stories about my husband's like childhood love of numbers. And then I'm going to figure out, okay, where's that going to go? Like, um, yeah. So that and was so a I difference. Just, I really appreciated that there was no exporting of photos mm-hmm. or pages. Um, and even if I needed to like, cause sometimes you'll put something together and like a photo looks off. It doesn't like jive with the other photos yes. for some reason. Yes. And then traditionally you would go and re-edit the photo, re-export it, add it back to your thing, whatever software you're using. But in Lightroom, I don't need to do that. I just go edit the photo and then it's changed in the book. Yeah. That is <laughs> so, super helpful. Like if I had single page layouts and I never really cared about that when I was doing paper or hybrid scrapbooking, it was just put it in whatever order, but I did want to be somewhat cognizant Mm -hmm. of like, these really don't look good across from each other. So like what else could I put in there? And you're right. Then I'd have to like go switch out. I will say, so I ordered this photo book from MPix and I don't remember this. I feel like they've switched up their interface a little bit. I didn't, when I worked with just trying to build it in MPix, for an older option, I did not care for their interface. But if I'm just bringing in layouts I've already created, it's super slick. And now they, and I don't remember this being the case before, but you can just upload directly into your book. You don't necessarily have to, like I can like drag and drop onto the book as opposed to having to like upload all of my pages and then bring them in and then layer them. Like, um, so I found that super user-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One last question, and then we will move beyond our very extended introduction part here. Um, Did you find it hard to keep up your momentum? I know we talked a lot about the accountability of Wednesday crops and things, because like you Mm -hmm. said, since you're a 240 page book and you have to wait to really like see it in your hands after the fact, was that difficult at all? Not really. Um, I think there's certainly a couple times where I would maybe get a week or two behind and I would just jump back in um, really. Cause it's really just 20 pages, less than 20 pages a month. And a lot of them were just like full page photos with maybe a tiny caption. Um, it just, it, it always, it felt, it always felt very doable. And even now I haven't finished January yet, but I don't feel worried about it. Um, I feel like I have a good system for, 
like curating my my photo library and I just feel like it's going to get done. Um, and obviously it's, you know, it's mid February now and I finished it. Um, did I finish it mid January? I think. And so it's like, it just, I don't know. Like, no, the answer is no, I didn't like it. Just, I used, I leaned on the accountability of the community so much. Um, just like talking about it, making it a priority, making it that anchor project, as we talked about on a couple of episodes. Um, it was always kind of the most important thing because I knew I wanted to finish it. Um, and sure, there's other things I haven't, there's still a, like two stories in my October daily pages that I want to finish. Um, my December daily has like three to nine more stories like there's a really quick finish and then there's like a longer finish if I want to tell more um but really getting this photo book done was my number one priority and so I made it a priority especially in January and that's probably why I'm more behind on this year is because I spent January like wrapping things up and making sure that everything was all in place you know I did several like I exported the whole thing as a PDF and I had two people read through the whole thing and then read through it again myself and made all the, the edits. Um, so yeah, it was, it's, it's very rewarding and the weekly ish, you know, attention to it made all the difference, even though it was mostly just one hour a week. It sounds like a lot of like you said, like the accountability and just the fact that you had a system in place and then the ease of finding a system that worked well for you. Like you said, you weren't like exporting and importing and all that just kind of would slow your momentum. So yes, yes. no, so exciting. Photo book day is a great day. <laughs> yeah, it was delightful. And I, I had some weird shipping issues. It like came to town and then went to Missouri and then came <sighs> back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be totally mangled when it gets here. But it wasn't. It was like beautifully packaged, looked great. Um. So, yeah, I'm just super happy overall with the whole thing. Good. That's exciting. Yeah. And there'll be there'll be more coming. I will film a video tour and and provide more instruction on this. It's just, I would say that part isn't a priority for me right now. Um, obviously, the podcast is number one always. So that's what takes a lot of my time and attention because uh, every week is a big effort. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That week comes around real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so actually when this episode goes up, I think there'll be two episodes going up the same day because I had a little bit of a schedule crunch and Mm -hmm. it's like the best choice is to go ahead and edit two for for one Monday. (laughs) So we'll see if that happens. But that's the plan at the moment. Very good. So Kim, switching gears to storytelling, what's on your memory keeping bucket list right now? So I had a, several stories kind of floating around in my head that have come up. One related, I always had like, right, my partners, grandparents, and food, I think were my, the three. But, so I had a parent story and a grandparent story, but I'm going with a personal story this week. And it is something, because I think it's the one that's like kind of tugging at my heartstrings the most. And not to like beat a dead horse here, but the soundtracks book that we read for mm-hmm. our book club. Um, I, it occurred to me that I had kind of a negative soundtrack around the idea that I can't do hard things. And, oh. um, it kind of, it was coming up a lot and related to like launching this 
photo management business and this idea of like, well, that sounds really hard or like managing social media that I have no idea. Like that sounds really hard. Um, but then it was kind of the whole John Acuff idea of gathering evidence. I'm like, I've done a lot of hard things, right? Like, um, like raising kids is hard and, um, graduating with honors from pharmacy school is hard. And like all that, like, so I was kind of gathering the evidence and thanks to the Thursday three project from are you Kristen, I have a photo of myself with the soundtracks book. So it occurred to me like, wow, that it's all kind of falling into place. I have a photo I can use. I have a storyline that's kind of meaningful and something that I want to journal about. So I think that is going to be my bucket list story this week. I love that. I think that's such an important realization and that sometimes our bucket list stories aren't these big overarching stories from the past or one that like connect through time. They're like, they're right now stories. Like this is a, this is a big part of, of who I am, maybe how I've struggled and how I'm overcoming those struggles uh, in order to grow. And so I just, I love that idea. Yeah. So we'll see if I get that put together, but what are you just dying to tell this week? I've been excited a little bit about the begin story kit and really in general, my priority this year is uh, working through my story kit stash just because I have so much of it. I have two stories that I want to tell. One is like more bucket listy and one is like, it's important, but maybe, you know, we'd have to debate whether or not it qualifies as bucket list. And that one is really just the story of how we've totally fallen in love with these cats and maybe the bigger picture story of, okay, these are the cats we've had over our lifetimes with myself and my husband. Um, and I think just kind of like a big picture cat story would be fun to do. Yeah. And Hello. like, especially right. Yeah. Do you remember all the layouts I did about chickens? I mean, the year we got chickens, I, I mean, I did like a highlight on each individual chicken. I mean, there's, that is very much part of your life right now. And it sounds like through the years. So I would say that definitely counts as a bucket list story. Yeah, and it's just they're 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 so they're very nutty right now. They're in their little teenage years, and um, Ron in particular is he loves to find little things and drag them all over the house, like hair ties and socks and just random things. And you'll just find a random item in a random place all over the house right now. Um, so it's just super cute and. Now, at this point, it's like it's hard to imagine. Wow, we went like a whole year without a cat. How did we do it? <laughs> yeah, they're a big part and then of the other, lives. Yes, they are. And, you know, it's they make sure they're the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> we have one of those before I wake up in the morning. She's making sure I'm thinking about her. Yes, yes. And then the other one is more about my mental health journey. So when this episode goes up, you will have already heard my conversation with Laura Wansick. She actually interviewed me to talk about this um, for the show. And I have documented it in more personal ways, like in my journal and in my one little word. But I want to create a more reflective lessons learned type layout from where I am at this point um, to put in you know, my real albums to put in the, what I consider the, the legacy part of my library. I mentioned on that episode that I feel like my one little word books are so personal that those are the ones that I probably would want to discard um, mm -hmm. because they're, they're about 
growth in that moment. And they're just more personal than even more personal than the rest of my scrapbooking, which is very personal to to begin with. And so I think I, I want to do more of a bucket list style layout, just, you know, explaining what what's happened in the past 42 years of my life and where I think I'm I'm going with it from here. And just celebrating a new willingness to ask for help. And that's just had like a huge ripple effect about throughout my life. Um, now I'm just raw, raw, yay experts. Let's hire people to do things that they know how to do better than we do. Um, and I'm just excited to, you know, be in that mindset. Yeah, that sounds really powerful. All right, let's shift gears to Simple Scrapper here. <laughs> this past month has been so fun. We had our first ever finishing day. And we had so many members say, like, especially our newer members, they're like, I don't know what to expect for finishing day. Can you can you guys tell me what it's like? And everyone's like, this is our first one. <laughs> and apparently we talked about it in a way that made it seem like we've been doing this for a while. Um and I think the experience even came across like that. It was just so much fun. Well, I think there are some elements of it. It are things that we have done. We just haven't labeled it finishing day. And I think, true, right, we would have like all day crop events before. We've done that mm-hmm. in the past. But I think the difference here was that encouragement to focus. And I will say I found it very, very rewarding. Um, one of the things we had for the membership was this idea of planning out what you want to create, what you want to con- corral, connect and consume with for this journey. And I was just reviewing all the things that I had listed out. And then also like kind of my year long plan and I completed everything I wanted to do for January and February. And, you know, we still have quite a bit of February left, so I can kind of move on to other things or right. There's that space that we always encourage people to leave to can, you know, for those things that just kind of pop up like a soundtracks bucket list story. So I think um, even though we've done similar type events before, I think the difference was that encouragement on, on finishing. And I know personally it worked. I got, I talked about on the last episode, either work, like updating birthday and Halloween albums. And, and that's what I did. It was, it feels good to make progress. That's terrific. I am so glad to hear that you've, you know, checked off your whole list already. Mm-hmm. And it was just so amazing to me. We had this, you know, we have a, a chat room inside the community that's just a, you know, ongoing asynchronous chat. And so many members said they finally have a use for that, like best day ever sticker or stamp or whatever they have in their stash. And, you know, because it's kind of a joke, like, what are we, how many best day efforts can we have? And there were so many really genuine comments saying, this is, I, this was the best day ever. So that just really felt, um, uh, affirming for our choices of prioritizing having a finishing day during each creative journey. Oh, yes, most definitely. And it, you talk about too a lot the idea of like with the organization, it can kind of weigh on you if it's just always something that's in like the back of your mind. And so this, mm. you can give a space to it. Like when we do like our organization journey or like a stash bash event or whatever, that gives you the opportunity to focus on it then. But I feel like this was like another layer of that of like, yeah, I have these, I have these and I want to do them or like I have this project in the works that I want to wrap it up or whatever. But this gives you that opportunity to really focus and dig in and, and make progress. And people did like, there were so many like success stories. It was, it was 
you kind of ride that wave of momentum from everyone else's successes too. So we can celebrate it together. Yes. And I think there was also just, there was an, um, an empowerment around a permission to just start finishing because everyone has different scales of projects. Some are finishable in a single day and some aren't, but putting in the time is what matters and what, what will make the difference and start moving you towards that finish line. So we talked a lot about that throughout the day. Um, I mentioned earlier about, you know, that I have a variable number of possible stories to finish for my December daily, but I completed four whole stories um, on that day. And yeah, I think I was able to participate maybe four or five hours. And some of it was like, you know, leading conversation too. So it was, it was very productive for me. And I've, I love being in community with our people um, as much as I can. And it's, yeah, it was, it was awesome. W- well, were there any other like fun words shared from community members on that day? There were, and I, this came up like Sunday or Monday after finishing day. So this is a note that member Jessica S had shared with our group. She said, the finishing day event was amazing. I joined in the morning and then again around dinner for a few hours. I finished my oldest first grade year. I uploaded all layouts I've completed thus far this year for all projects to Prestikti Prints for their sale. I'm blown away. I have 63 completed pages. Wow. She did not put that emphasis. I did. Um, Counting the collage pages from the Project Life app, I've added journaling our small bits. The finishing day was like being at an in-person crop. Thank you for the opportunity to finish a goal. That is definitely something to celebrate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And you know what? The timing worked out so well to um, coincide with that Persnickety Prince Super Bowl sale. (laughs) I think a lot of people, whether they were ordering photos or finished pages, um, use that as even another layer of momentum to, to... to put in the, the legwork there. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing I would add is, so I essentially completed four layouts through that process, but I did two on actual finishing day and had started another one, but I've just kept scrapbooking. It kind of goes back to where Peggy was saying, if I'm involved in this hobby, then I want to keep coming back to it. So yes. it's that snowball effect where it kind of, it's your jump start. It kind of lights the fire again. So um it doesn't have to just all revolve around the one day, but it's nice to have that jump start from that day. And then it just kind of keeps propelling you forward. So, yeah. I think that's what we do well. And, and also why we've tried to very intentionally spread our official activities throughout the calendar. Um, just so that we have those jump starts fairly frequently. And then of course there's, tons of informal opportunities in between but so there's always something just around the corner to look forward to um but in terms of our i just i have to share this number before we go on to our organization journey uh last december so just you know a month and a half ago we had about 12 hours of open crop time on the calendar and these are member-hosted times that you can show up. And they were pretty like diverse in terms of time zones and days of the week and all that. And now we have 33 hours <laughs> on the calendar. It's, it's just amazing. Well, and I think it's, part of that is the permission to make it work for 
you. Like we have like lots of um, members that are in the Southern hemisphere. And so obviously the timing doesn't always work out for them. So some of those ladies have just decided they'll host their own crop and what works for them. And then whoever can join Mm -hmm. them can join them. And so it's nice to have that permission to like literally scrapbook your way. I mean, that the community is there to support that. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, it's so amazing. Um, at some point we might just put started end times on each day. It's, uh, we might have to do it differently because the calendar almost looks like over full now because there's so many times scheduled, but it's just so awesome. And I love that we can provide this sense of camaraderie, friendship, uh, cheerleading and accountability through our zoom crops. And yeah. Some of them are more chatty and some of them are more quiet. I think we have a, a good variety of of structures. And yeah, I just, the when I started adding it up yesterday, I was flabbergasted. So yeah, super cool. cool. Yes. And then, so even more cool is the next creative journey. These are our two month themes that allow uh, our members and really the broader Simple Scrapper community as well to dive into a topic without getting bored of it and without it being done too quickly. And so January, February was the habits journey. And now March and April is the organization journey. A little bit of a a spring cleaning theme there, um, particularly for those in the Northern Hemisphere. And that this week marks the beginning of our organization series on the podcast. We have so many great episodes lined up on both uh, physical and digital organization topics. And it's, yeah, it's just such a fun, fun thing to be diving into. This is something we're always thinking about. And I love that we can spend two months really having some uh, good, sometimes tough conversations about it. Yeah. Well, there's always that joke, right? That like organizing scrapbook supplies is a different hobby than actually scrapbooking. Because you can't get it. it kind of out of hand sometimes and maybe not out of hand is maybe not the right way to phrase it but um and Peggy talked about this on her episode too the idea of people want to like oh I'll scrapbook when I'm all organized or when I have all this in place Mm -hmm. and um this is a nice way to kind of get that accountability and that structure around organization but maybe with the encouragement to uh still make progress in your scrapbooking projects at the same time yes yes And I think if you are looking for some initial inspiration, you can check out the recording of our Your Way workshop that just happened this past week. And we talked about reducing clutter. And as we're recording this, we haven't had the conversation yet, but I'm anticipating that it's going to be a good conversation. Um, Doing this breakout style um, workshops has worked out so well because community members can meet each other, have... uh, you know, smaller group, more intimate conversations about these topics. And then we can come back together and, and share lessons learned in that part. That's the part that we do record. So I, I love doing this series and really um, narrowing down. We're not just talking organization broadly. We're specifically talking about clutter and, and how clutter forms and how we can reduce it. So I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be a, a really insightful uh, experience with our community. Well, and I feel like that's one thing that 
keeps comes up over and over again. A lot of these nonfiction books that we do read for book club is mm-hmm. the idea of how impactful your environment is on your actions. So um, if you have like an organized space that's free of clutter or a reduced amount of clutter and that will free you up kind of like that mental stress or strain of having to like deal with that before you create because you already are just like ready to go. So it's a good way to, I guess, prime the, prime the scene. Mm -hmm. No, it's true. And, and I think one of the big observations that I'll uh, be sharing in that conversation is that often my most visible and in the way clutter it's not scrapbooking stuff. It's like other random life stuff that's that made it to the top of the pile. Like just the random sticker sheet that Emily brought in here is now sitting on my desk or um, the box of tissues that needs to be put away somewhere else. Like there's just always, you know, if you live in a home with anybody else, there's always things that just somehow appear. Could be the cat, could be a family member. And, you know, that's tends to be my biggest clutter problem is not the scrapbook supplies. It's just the stuff that's covering up the scrapbook supplies. And uh, that, but that observation really helped me um, feel more confident in my organization solutions for my scrapbooking and to know where I really need to direct my energy. And that's making sure kind of, all the other life stuff doesn't come into my office, um, if at all possible. So, yeah, that's a big observation. Plus, I think the other advantage too is you talk about like having confidence in your scrapbook supply organization. There's yes many many ways to store your stickers or your paper or your scraps or whatever. So that's where it is nice to have that community aspect of hey, I am struggling with how I store my insert product here, dyes, stamps, whatever, chances are there's going to be several people that have experience with that and will be more than willing to share what works for them. So kind of um, take advantage of that. Yeah. And I think also just we're so uh, encouraging and open-minded in terms of we're you might try a solution for a while. You might outgrow it. It might not work for you anymore for one reason or another. And so you reorganize it. I just put all my December daily stuff into a, let's see, there's five drawers. It's like five drawer sterilite unit because A, the cats were dragging it all over the house and B, putting it all in one box meant it was jumbled together. And so I needed to have some sort of like, okay, here's the stickers and here's all the ribbons and fibers. And then here's all the die cuts. Um, And I was previously using this for something else, but I, rethought through how I needed to organize these things and chose a new solution. And now the other stuff will have to find a new home, but that's, I think that's kind of part of the optimization process. And I'm sure I'll be doing some decluttering too of the things that, that used to live in that particular storage system. Yeah. I love to repurpose. I I think we've talked about this before too. Like I have a basement storage room that has as I'm shifting things in and out and about and whatever, that's where all of my extra baskets and bins and things go. So it's kind of, you get to like shop your storage room for a product that will work. So I, and like you said, the whole optimization concept that I think is really fascinating of like, yeah, this is what I was using this before for this particular use, but I think this is going to be better. So very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. And I will, as soon as I reduce some clutter around it, I will take a picture and <laughs> share as well. <laughs> hey, keeping it real. For sure. Now, the last thing that I'm looking forward to this next month, we always kick off our journeys with a member retreat. And so our next refresh retreat starts on March 24th. And I'm so excited for this theme because we're doing something a little bit different. This one is called Savoring Light. And I wanted to, we, as we've mentioned, we're always trying to respect that the natural seasons are different for those around the world. And so I think this idea of savoring light really works whether your light is uh, increasing or your light is retreating, depending on where you live in the world. And this idea of that in this time of year, we're really thinking about the light because it is changing. Either it's, you know, we're getting more of it or we're getting less of it. And so we're going to be doing uh, activities related to lighthearted stories, um, looking for the light with your photos, and um, how you can feel lighter with your organization and decluttering activities. So I think that's going to be a really fun one. Yes. Um, I do always find like those transition seasons to be powerful personally, but also from for a lot of people like your schedules will evolve and change as the seasons evolve and change mm -hmm. so I think it invites an opportunity to kind of see during that shifting time period where you can fit in your hobby yes because you know those are the busiest times of the year right it's the you know the winter and summer tend to be a little bit slower a little bit more of a relaxed pace there's there's either more time for fun or more time for scrapbooking, whereas the, the transition seasons tend to be when there's activities and uh, conferences and, and, you know, just lots of things going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think the idea of savoring amidst that maybe increasing busyness is also really helpful. Yes. And I will say just like so many of the things that we offer in the group it's really, you have the invitation to make it what you need it to be. So for oh, some yes. people, maybe they have a lot of like kid activities going on or family activities are going on for the spring, or maybe that's like their big time for the yard and garden cleanup. So maybe for them, it's um, just like a quick check-in and then move on with their day. And for some people, maybe that's their opportunity to create kind of another full day event for themselves. So you yes. can just make it what you want it to be. Whatever you need. Oh, 100%. To be. Yeah. We uh, have a full workbook that allows you to pick and choose, you know, kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Even our Saturday morning workshop is called Choose Your Own Adventure mm -hmm. to help you determine how you want to spend your Saturday. And then if you want to participate in any of our creative immersions, which will begin after uh, the refresh retreat. So it's, yeah, we're always allowing you and encouraging you to do things your way, as you mentioned, easier. That's that's why we have the show and why that's one of our biggest values. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited about it. I always enjoy refresh. Kim, is there anything else that we've, we've missed? We've covered quite a lot of ground today. No, no parting words of wisdom, I don't think. But thank you for having me. I always enjoy our conversations. Yes, me too. I love catching up, even though we, we chit chat all the time inside the community, mm -hmm. but I love that we can spend this time 
really digging into what's going on both in our personal lives and inside of Simple Scrapper. So thank you, Kim. And thanks to all of our listeners. Please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our community. It's the best it's ever been.